Hello, hello. It's time again for Ruth is Stranger Than Fiction. I am your host, Ruth McPhee. For this episode, I am back with Katie and Joe to continue the story of The Black Sheet. We will get there in the end. Things were getting rather silly last time. Um, a lot of alcohol went in. The colours were quite strange. And in this episode, we will at last get to the mysterious and potentially sinister yellow drink. Silliness is about to ensue, so uh, strap in. I'm going to go back to the story. Oh, what? <laughs> Can you believe it? The story really has to come story back. Here. <laughs> so we're in the fence. The fence. The fence. Cheers to the fence. Cromwell it's really great has said. Very positive about the fence. Well, Crom- well, I just I feel we were a bit harsh last time. Bleak, dark, miserable. Cromwell has said the Romans had the right idea. Too drunk. Charles. The first had the right idea. Too drunk. Too drunk. Well, no, those, then he'd be saying they had the wrong idea. Oh, too drunk to do it. Yeah. Okay. They can't so implement it. He's like, I'm the, I'm the man. I'm the man to do it. But sober also, and sour. Sober. Those were his motto. <laughs> Oliver Cromwell, sober and sour. I bet he was secretly drinking because no one else can have Christmas. He Brandy. Secret 12 bird roast. I think he had a little bottle in his boot because mm. he definitely had quite. A high, high boot, yeah. and then he had a a, um, <laughs> a nice straw. They went up to his mouth. It's an eel. It's, it's an eel. <laughs> <laughs> the eel went all the way up his his britches, from his boot up his britches inside his long johns. Um, what's a a, a oldie shirt called? Corset. Smock. He didn't have a corset on. For men. A corset for men. <laughs> He had that on. The straw went up the inside and then it came out, out of his round head hair, just poked yeah. in. And he, That's I've, why he had the short hair, so it covered his chin. Yeah. I've got I've lost track completely. You so, tried to pull us back onto track and then They've disrailed me. Derailed me with their green we're and their not, we're straws. In the fence. Come on, it's alright, we could do this. Um some of the <laughs> Fen men the no, sorry, I've said that wrong. Some of the um, people who Charles had started to work with on the Fen Draining Project were still, you know, they were still gung-ho. Technicians? Well, the main gung-ho man was... Drainage men. The fourth Earl of Bedford. Oh. Mm. Um, he's quite important. He doesn't sound like much of a doer. Well, he's, you know, he's the, he's the money man. Okay. Not the brains or the doings. Probably not, no. no. He's the money man. So he gathered together a group of venture capitalists, or as they like to call themselves, the Company of Adventurers. No. no the yes. <laughs> the Earl of Bedford gathered together one dozen men and they were called the Company of Adventurers. <laughs> what a cock. Not changing people's everyday day of life. Um, well, an adventure. so basically, they would they put up a lot of the funding, um, and then in return, they would get a lot of the land that was reclaimed, and they would then be probably loads know. of people were living on. Yeah, but they were like, well, you know, they're just living in. My what are you going to do now? There's no more eels or wildfowl or uh, whatever punts. No more punts. Yes, yeah, so it basically continued this work that had kind of been started under Charles I, carried on. Cromwell could see the merit to it, so he carried on. Now, was there mention of a Dutch drink? 
Oh, God. It's yellow. It's yellow. The time in our story has come (laughs) to think about... There's a a Coldplay song. (laughs) There is. (laughs) (laughs) Is it called Yellow Brackets, The Dutch Drink? (laughs) (laughs) He's also a sour. Oh, dear God. He would love Cromwell. He's... He's... Cromwell yeah. would be in Coldplay these days. <laughs> when he did his GCSE history exam. Yeah. Cromwell, hero, hero, hero or villain. He said hero. hero. He just wrote hero and then was like, I'm done. Because <laughs> that's what he's like. What did he do for the rest of the 90 minutes? Oh, he just wrote around. a Coldplay song. <laughs> he wrote seven because they're really easy to write. <laughs> I can write one, I don't know. <laughs> Are you, do, are you doing yellow? Yeah, I'm going to do yellow. Oh, Because it matches in with the next stage of our story. Okay. Okay, everyone size it yellow. Chris, have you sampled yellow? No. I'm scared of it. Can I say what it looks like? Yeah. Hollandaise sauce. <laughs> <laughs> no. But there's no taking a muffin Holl- or bacon. <laughs> I had some hollandaise sauce earlier and it didn't look quite like you this. You have a nice egg florentine. I had a nice egg florentine. I'm sniffing. Sniff test. Doesn't really smell of anything. I think there's something wrong with my sense of smell. <laughs> I'd have done well in the fens because I couldn't smell anything. You'd have been fine. Now he's being negative about them. <laughs> the implication there being everything smells of shit. Well, not shit, but like fish. Damp. Wet. Wheels. Wet woad. <laughs> <laughs> Which I imagine is an unpleasant smell. So it's wet and damp and there's also, no Christmas. There weren't, the no one, in the world. No one could shower. No. They didn't need to. They had the fence to, like, shimmy in. Like just, pigs. They just did a shimmy Like a pig fence. is clean because it goes in the mud and then the mud cakes yeah. and falls off. Yeah. I'm not convinced by this theory. A pig is very clean. No, no, not that, but the fence. The fence shimmy. Yeah. I remember when we were young and one of our cousins used to always say the pig is the cleanest animal. Do you remember that? We've only got two cousins. <laughs> Cleaner than a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> than a dolphin a dolphin literally lives in salt water you can't have bacteria going in salt water particularly well you can't you know you can't oh Katie if I knew you were there I did I was just like oh right I just I got on board with the idea no come back no come back I was like okay great but then how do you say he's cleaner a whale or a dolphin well the whales get those barnacles on. yeah whales are quite barnacles they live for too long the dolphin is so smooth. Yes, that's what I mean. It's got to be the dolphin, surely. I think dolphin, I agree. If this was a GCSE nature paper, <laughs> dolphin, clean or dirty. Oh, I love Ruth's world where nature is a subject to GCSE. <laughs> yes, I'm going to do my nature exam, everyone. <laughs> the question is, what's the cleanest animal? You just write dolphin. It lives in salt water. Boom. Yeah. Obvious. I mean, have you seen a dolphin? It's clearly. Much... It's so clean. It looks really clean. Slick. They should be in, like Mr. Sheena. But, but aren't they? <laughs> as clean as a dolphin. <laughs> That's the best cleaning product advert you can have. They should make the bottles the shape of a dolphin. <laughs> oh my god, yes! And then you squirt the the juice out of its mouth. <laughs> the cleaning juice comes out of its mouth. Actually, crazy juice. 
Oh dear. Okay, I'm going to taste the yellow drink. Oh god. What if it's even crazier? Are we ready? No. You're not ready to be crazy. I can handle it. Okay, I'm going to try it. Tell me again. Tell no, me what. I think you should try it and then we'll tell No, me. that's no, what my dad it. used to say when I was a fussy eater. He said, just try it. And I'd be, what is it? What is it? Tell me what it is. What's in there? Just try it. Just okay. try it. Um, so uh, when I was reading, I found out that uh, the Dutch drink a lot of gin, uh, which has a fancy j- Dutch name, but also they uh, Dutch drink... Is it, is it gin spelt with... Um, a J. A Y. A J and a Y. J-Y-N. No, uh, it's called... Gin? I think it's called like Geneva or something. I don't know. Uh, but this is not... I'm not good with the pronunciation. Anyway, I tried to say the name of that French uh, butter and got ridiculed for a long time. Um <laughs> French what butter. you've done with your talk of gin, though, is misdirection. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's no there's gin no in there. <laughs> uh, what this is, is this is Advoca, which is... Um, egg. Uh, yeah. It's basically hollandaise. It's egg. Um, <laughs> Chris! Chris hates egg. Are you going to drink that egg drink? I'm really sorry, Chris. I've forgotten that. Um, <laughs> so it's an egg drink. And then what we've done is made a retro British 70s cocktail <laughs> that my mum used to drink every Christmas as a child, which is called a snowball. As a child? Yeah. So basically, <laughs> as a child. In Wales, they were all on it. But as a child. My mum said to me the other day when I, bought, when I bought the bottle, she's like, oh, yeah, as a child, that was the drink I was allowed at Christmas. Uh, so because advertised. She couldn't have drained the fence. I know. <laughs> It's only seventeen percent, but this has got a double shot. Oh, just a just a mild seventeen percent. Yeah, and that is the strength of wine. Yes, it's strong. Well, no, it's, it's stronger, stronger than no, wine. No, but then you mix it with lemonade. So she had a little bit mixed with lemonade. Oh, I don't know. Her, have you met my family? Oh, my tide's full of alcohol. It's quite nice. Is no, it? is it? It's That's quite nice. Tink. Is it not curdled? No, don't say the word curdled just okay. before I drink something. <laughs> I think curdled must be the most horrible word. In relation to food. Do you know, that was not what I was expecting. It's quite nice, isn't it? It's creamy and zingy. Yeah, creamy and zingy. Chris is nodding, he's liking it. There's definitely a thing that it's like. <laughs> Just come. Cream soda. Cream yeah, soda. it's like cream soda. Ah, oh, that's How right. many eggs in each glass? Just drinking a cream we didn't, soda. We didn't actually put the eggs in. The eggs were just in the bottle of... They, you can make Advoca at home, I've oh, discovered okay. this week, by cooking brandy and eggs on your Hollandaise. stomach. But, yes. <laughs> saying Hollandaise. But we bought a bottle of it. It's like a cream soda. Okay, so there's no... You haven't put an egg inside this. No, but okay, there, there were eggs in the bottle of brandy and eggs. That would have been... Made a, in Holland. A fun trick, though. Do that, then drop an egg yolk, <laughs> a whole egg yolk. Oh, that would have been a disgusting trick. And then as you sipped it... Oh, like it would Crazy. float like an eyeball yes. to the surface. No. <laughs> Do you know what? It's really not what I was expecting. It's all right. It's like a lemony pudding. It's nice. Well a done, posset. Katie. It's like a posset. Oh, lemon posset. Liquid Delicious. Posset. Yeah. First liquid marmite. Yeah. Next liquid posset. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I like this much more than I thought I was going to. Good. Well, let's all say hooray. About that. Cheers to the 70s. And then let's explain about why we're even talking about Dutch people. Yes. We haven't even told them. Is it about tulips? No. Come on, it is about No, tulips. it's not about tulips. It's definitely weed. What are we going with all the stereotypes now? No, but There's no tulips. Can I say why I think it might be? Okay. Yeah, tell me your reasoning. Yeah. The Dutch are really good at drainage. Yes. Oh, to make tulip fields. Yeah, okay, sorry, oh, I'm sorry, Joe. Okay. I'm not being yeah. the person you think I am. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. Your logic was actually there. I'm sorry. So am I right? Well, sort of, yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell because my mom, snowball's bloody delicious. The Dutch 
the Dutch were brought in. <laughs> the Dutch were brought in to help with the draining of the fens because they had drained or reclaimed oh. Holland. Holland. They'd the reclaimed it. <laughs> There's the tulips everywhere. Or weed. Well, the lowlands. <laughs> What what the Netherlands and the East Anglian areas have in common? Very low. Just scarcely, if at all, above sea level. What does it mean for climate change, though? Fucked. Or just <laughs> it means be, we're fucked. It's just going to be Ely. Everyone on the... We have to Ely. flee to Ely. We should all buy a house in Ely now. The whole population of East Anglia on Ely. Mm. Just fleeing to Ely? Yeah. Yeah. They'll have to let us in the cathedral without paying. Well, we know. I got told off once. I went in. I went in a side door once because it was open and I didn't realise you were meant to pay. And I was like, "Oh, this door's open. I'll just wander in." And I got told off. They were just taking some chairs out or something. It doesn't end well when you try and hide in a church, though. No, you get sizzled when Cromwell's involved. What happened to sanctuary? But Cromwell's not here, so we're fine. I don't know. I thought we would realise he was fronting Coldplay now. He's fronting Coldplay. Chris Martin stepped aside. <laughs> Interesting. I think no, I one in the was, same. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. The, yeah, so Joe was unusually right. No, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Joe was right. The um, the Dutch had drained that's much of their fair. lowlands, which were underwater, or fog, foggy, fenny. <laughs> foggy. Boggy and fenny combined Wet. makes foggy. The fourth Earl of Bedford thought, who knows about draining stuff? It's the Dutch. Get the Dutch in. Get the Dutch in. Mm. So he got one specific Dutch man to come and lead the project. I have his name here. It is Cornelius Vermoyden. Awesome name. Yep. Cornelius Vermoyden, the Dutch engineer. Um, And he had worked in Holland on similar projects of draining. Um, So they were like, get him over. He knows what he's doing. Get him to bring his best Dutch engineers. They'll all come over as well. What um, about the local talent? Well, how did... Let's... let's. But the, lo- the local locals don't want to drain. No. Let's talk about exactly that, because that is the next thing. What about the local talent? What did the locals think about all this Can business? Can I just say that I'm finding yellow initially <laughs> quite nice. <laughs> I know. It's getting harder and harder. Don't do it, Joe. Don't do it. Like, I know what we said, but you don't have to do it. Drink it quicker than it's gone it's sooner. It's a bit like the turmeric drink again. But Joe, remember your rule. Everything comes Everything to an end. Everything comes to an end. But only if you drink it down. Otherwise, it's just but there But you don't forever. have to do it. No, everything will end. <laughs> just drink the black drink again you can move back to the black drink okay sorry i'm drinking more yellow i it's like i think i really it's like, like a it. i think it's it's, it's like, like a bee it's like lemon posset it's like a sherbet yeah it's like drinking sherbet joe's struggling it's with very it very rich you're oh. allowed to abandon yellow if you need to okay okay so um cornelius vermoyden comes over um he's working with the fourth earl of bedford and various Dutch engineers, plus the Company of Adventurers. I'm so oh, cross with I them. I really don't like them. <laughs> well, you'll be pleased to hear then that in 1663, which is slightly later than all these events we're discussing, uh, they were incorporated as a proper company called the Bedford Level Corporation. The Levelers. No. 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 within the new normal No, no, line. no. Much nicer people. This the is different. Aren't out for money. Um, the Bedford level was um, one huge area of the fens, which was where they were all working. 
So it became after the fourth Earl of Bedford, the Bedford level, where they were trying to. I feel like the fourth Earl of Bedford has been name checked an incredible amount of times already. <laughs> yeah. Sponsored by the fourth Earl of Bedford. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been a lot of mention. Are you asking, am I a member of the Company of Adventurers? <laughs> I am the 13th member. <laughs> I'm just, it's just. Look, I've said Cromwell a lot. You're not asking if I'm sponsored by Cromwell. No, but he's the villain of the piece. Well, maybe the Earl of Bedford's the villain. Second villain. Villain number two. He's like Guy Benchman. of Gisborne. He's the, the Guy of Gisborne of the piece. Back to the locals. They are not happy. How... You're taking away their eels, you're taking away their fish, you're taking their away their birds. Also, you're taking away their whole land where they live. <laughs> and you're going to give it to a fucking wanker who's calling himself a company of adventurer person. Oh, I'll have your land. What's your problem? Because before, people had their small bits of land, but the, mm. it was mainly common land. And everyone, mm. you know, people would go out and do fishing and whatever. But it wasn't all portioned up into um, ownership bits. When is the Enclosure Act? So I oh, God, this came up last time. Yeah, I, oh, I love were, the Enclosure Act. There was some enclosing <laughs> stuff happening before this <laughs> happened as well, because we did this one last time with the sheep. Some things were being enclosed. <laughs> but the levellers are the ones, aren't they? Well, I don't know, I think it's around that time that the levellers are saying, you know, the, or was that, when the sheep, are, the sheep eats the man, because it's like the sheep are taking away the food for, that the men get. Why does a sheep eat a man? Well, they don't really, but they're not literally. But the a metaphorical sheep. But no, but no, the sheep were real because the sheep went <laughs> on the common land, and the and the lord of the manor enclosed the land and stopped the people having their sheep on the common land, or stopped them farming on the common land. Yes. And instead, like started enclosing everything, like Joe said. Right. So, but even earlier than this, even in the late Tudor times, people were cross because the enclosures were already starting, yeah. and the common land was going. But it was a theme for hundreds of years. This problem yeah i'm starting to agree with joe about the drink <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to find it hard going i think it's bloody it brilliant. feels very textural in my mouth <laughs> it's, quite, it's for a drink it's really textured <laughs> it's quite um meaty <laughs> i'm um, gonna make it end <laughs> let's think about the locals can we please just think about the locals? Sorry. I've been trying so hard to They're think so about the locals. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, they didn't like it. Come on. No. Um, so there were some some attempts to sabotage the work. Oh. Um, I'll just say just two sentences, possibly three, about what actually the work was. So we're like, oh, they're draining the fens. Just draining it all. What, do they, what does it mean? Did what were they doing? Uh, a lot of uh, pumping. Oh. Pumping out the water. Hello. Chris is finding this <laughs> very amusing. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? There's no other word. It has was to be it? pumping. Enormous bellows. <laughs> no, it was, it was um, uh, water-powered pumps, basically. Hey. Pumping or, it to where? Well, they would pump it and they would build... I've learned finally in my life what a dike is. Is like Devil's Dyke and all that kind hole? of thing. No, it's it's the shoring up of the the earth on the sides of a river or canal, mm. which creates a kind of distinct river where no river existed before. And then they would pump the water out of the peaty earth and then pump it into these canals or newly created rivers. And that would carry the water to the to the wash away to the sea. Mm. 
So that's what they were actually doing. So this obviously required a huge amount of manpower, lots of structures, all this kind of things. And the sabotages of the fen folk would destroy as much as they could of what was being done. And they were cross. Kick down the dikes, destroy the pumps, set things on fire, all this kind of thing. But what was their name? I know it. Joe knows it. Fen Tigers. Yes, they called themselves the Fen Tigers, this group of fen men. Maybe ladies. Probably men at that point. Possibly children. Yeah. <laughs> Possibly some Let's drunk not children. Make Which is also good because these days people always think they see a big cat on the fence and get scared and then call it a fen tiger. Yeah. Which is probably the thing it's a tiger because of the fen tiger. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, also, it's very confusing because if you try and find out about the yeah. fen tigers and you Google fen tigers, it's just. A lot of really shit news reports about people who've said they've seen massive fen tigers. And I looked, so I thought, okay, this is a lot of reports. The most recent one was from just September this year. Really? Just a few months ago. I thought this would have stopped. No, it's only got worse. There was a snake loose here recently. Yeah, that snake was on Tom Hatfield's road. Where was it? But that escaped from someone's house. No, 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 not now. Anyway, so I thought I'll have a look at one of these videos that purports to show a gigantic... This, the video, I was excited because it said, this new video taken on someone's phone, September this year, it shows this, the huge scale of the Fen Tiger. And I was like, okay, interesting. I'm going to have a look. Was it grainy? Grainy. Um, it was a bit grainy, but I'll say what more was the case is that it really didn't show the huge scale of anything <laughs> the back there was nothing for context of size there was nothing for scale it to me looked almost exactly like a domestic tabby <laughs> it looked like vin but if he was like a little bit fatter and a bit more fluffy porky vin and younger and i honestly when i saw it i i laughed out loud at the absurdity of it being called a fen tiger I lolled. Oh, don't say that. I lolled, Katie. That's gone low. <laughs> um, ridiculous. So, yeah, so it's confusing. But, but the Fen Tigers were this... Why do they call themselves that? I don't know. No Those history of... Tigers are scary. Yeah, but no history of tigers on the fence. There's no. also um, quite a few sports teams called the Fen Tigers. Yes. Which makes sense. They didn't come first, though. No. No, no, no. But you there might... wasn't any sport in the 16th century. 17th century. Oh, cricket? There was. Chris, where did <clears throat> football start? Tell us, Chris. Also in Cambridge. But they'd been kicking about a bladder long before. That's the, they say that the rules of football were set on Parker's Peak. They do they? say that. They do. There's the statue. The size of the goal was established. So the Fen Tigers were trying to disrupt it and kicking stuff, burning, uh, creeping at night, setting fire to things, destroying structures, it's blah, like blah, blah. the last night of Reading Festival. <laughs> They set all the um, portalies on fire. They did. It they exploded them. So sorry. This was also brought up last time. Oh, was, was it? it? Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, it's no. so repetitive. Uh, We're stuck in a loop. Oh, I'm really well, sorry. I'll tell you what's new. <laughs> a new thing is I have got a poem from the 17th century, a protest poem about the draining of the fence. Chris, just did you just drink the last of your <laughs> yellow? <laughs> How oh no! The end was it a bit? Um, is the end the worst bit? Solid. Quite strong. Strong <laughs> at the end. Oh god. Well, Chris has proves that all things must end. You don't have you drink the black drinks. Okay. No. It's ending. 
We have to be serious now because I'm going to read a poem. Do we know who it's by? It's anonymous. Okay. And it's called Pouter's Complaint. And it's written from the perspective of a pouter. What's a pouter? Fish. Not fish. Eel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's written from the perspective of a lamprey eel. <laughs> and it's about the draining of the Shall fins. Shall we call him Edwin? Yeah. Edwin the eel. Yeah. Um, so Edwin Pouter the eel. Yeah. Um, so I'm ready to read it. Shall I try? Shall I read the first verse? We'll see if we're enjoying Are it. Are you going to do an eel's accent? <laughs> <laughs> what is the accent of an Ooh, eel? Very slippery. Well, it, it's Katie that does bird voices and oh, eel no, voices. No, that's, that, that princess was a one-off. She did a weird parrot voice once, I heard. I'm going to read you the first verse. If we enjoy it, we might continue. Pretend to be an eel, though. I I'm not, I can't. I can't do that. I don't know what it entails. I'm so slippery. Okay. Okay, let me try. Okay, let me try. Okay. Come, brethren of the water, and let us all assemble to treat upon this matter which makes us quake and tremble. For we shall rue it. If it be true that fens be undertaken, and where we feed in fen and reed, they'll feed both beef and bacon. <laughs> and one, that was brilliant reading. <laughs> and two, good work, 16... Do you think that sounded like the voice of an eel, or was it a bit too... I thought it was more of a quavering owl. <laughs> okay, so... Try well, again for second verse. Second verse, a different eel yeah. voice. Okay. Why like the swap to bacon? That's thing that Edwin, Edwin is quite a tough eel. Okay, so <laughs> a bit more cockney? <laughs> I can't do a cockney voice. Quite smooth. Okay, well... Smooth, smooth is... like the yellow drink. Okay, I'll try, ne- I'll try the next one. But then smooth makes me go really low. Maybe an eel is low. Okay, let's try low, see how we find it. They'll sow both beans and oats, where never man yet thought it, where men did row in boats, ere undertakers brought it. But, Ceres, thou, behold us now, let wild oats be their venture. Oh, let the frogs and miry bogs destroy where they do enter. I like that. Uh, That, to me, isn't an eel. Uh, (laughs) Well, I'm not convinced by the voice of the eel, but I think the poem is good. Well, there's three more verses. I don't know if I can do a different voice for each verse. <laughs> do you want to try a verse? No. No, okay. So... <laughs> I'm too busy with the yellow drink. The question is, do you want to hear any more? One more. One more, okay. Or or maybe the end? Does it rise to a crescendo? Yeah, it does, actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. Good work. Okay, then. well, flip to the end. Maybe I'll record all of it in a sensible voice and we can put it at the end of the recording. <laughs> An appendix. <clears throat> and a little appendix. Okay, so what voice do you want for the final verse? Give me your notes, your acting notes. I quite like the squeaky, I'm sorry, but I did. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't okay. slick in it. All right, fine. What would you Think want? about, so imagine you're an eel. Okay, I'm an eel. <laughs> and you're moving through the water. Okay, quick. On your left, on your right, there's some reeds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a midgie, grab it. <laughs> Under the water? A water midgey. Oh, I know what you mean, a water, a water boatman. boatman. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. And okay. your eyes are really small. Okay, <laughs> my eyes are small. How about your eyes are small? That's good advice, Joe. <laughs> Just sound as hard as you can as if your eyes are really small. Okay, shall I squint? <laughs> no, then I can't see the words. Okay, skip to the last verse. The feathered fowls have wings to fly to other nations. But we have no such things to help our transportations. 
We must give place, oh grievous case, to horned beasts and cattle. Except that we can all agree to drive them out by battle. <laughs> that's a good ending. So that's the... Oh, um, that makes me sad for the eel. Yeah. Well, because yes. now knowing the eel situation... Now you've heard their complaint in well, a series modern, of eel-based eel voices. The modern day eel situation is not great. No. Oh God, really? Is there a shortage? Well, I don't think there's loads of them. There's mm. no eel catchers anymore, no. are there? But and that's because the fence are gone. And we all have the bacon. Oh dear. That's the poem. I liked it. Mm. Um, I will move on because really that was just a side story. Oh. Well, I've told you, we still have to talk oh, about the black sheep. You're setting the scene for the black sheep. Yeah. I just thought it's nice to know about all that background, the fen tigers, everyone's angry. They don't want Sorry, their life being destroyed. I can't do it. I have to say, I've got one inch of are yellow we, drink left. Are we, what are we talking about now? Black, black sheep. That means I can transfer from yellow to Yeah, black we're sheet. really getting close to the black sheep now, actually. Um, I just wanted to say one more thing about the draining. When we folk walk around Cambridgeshire and areas, um, you know you see how the um, the rivers and the canals are like higher than the land around them. The reason for that is because once they drained the fens, the peat all dried out and it basically shrunk, which means that the land all around the rivers, the, the man-made rivers and canals, um, shrunk down lower. So it's even lower, below sea level than before. Oh, so mm. we're doomed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that is... Buy houses and Ely now, people. Well, maybe Cambridge is okay, though. Because Cambridge wasn't well, in the fence. I mean, this house has got a lot of floors. You just live on the top one. Live, the here we are on the top floor. We live here. Just have a boat. This is our life now. <laughs> our stockpile is actually on this floor. Good. But what if you there's not a tin need opener? A punt. Yeah. Climb out the window mm. into your punt. Yeah. Okay. Big windows. Yeah. Um, we're nearly at the black sheet. Okay. We've been waiting all this time. We've had to have a lot of preamble. We've learned so many things. We've though. really learned. Tell me your main things you've learned. Um, Quickly. If you are hungover. It's harder to do things. <laughs> <laughs> that I still don't trust Cromwell one bit. No, no don't we trust think him. He's a slippery devil. Mm. Is he the voice of the eel? No, he wants to kill the eels. Yeah. He wants to kill the We've eel. He it. demands an Irish genocide and an eel-based genocide. Like damp things. I don't know if I'm ruining something you're going to say, but he was the one who invented the uh, phrase that you have to keep your powder dry. Oh. I didn't know that he didn't like damp things. Well, no, I'm just, I was being silly because he said you have to keep your powder dry. It must have been <laughs> difficult for him to have sex with a lady. No. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, but, I'm sorry! But we've already said no rumping. That's true, he hated rumping. Only rumping. <laughs> oh, but what? <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, tell us about the black sheet, Rupi. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put yellow down. You put yellow down? I'm put yellow down I'm, and I'm going back to black. really far through, but not the... I'm winehousing it. Let's all winehouse. Back to black? Yeah. Shall we talk about manpower? Oh. Yes. Who's going to dig these fences? Exactly. Think how much work this is. They've got to build all these pumps. They've got to control the pumps. They've got to shore up all the dikes. They've got to basically do... Probably chop loads of stuff down before they can Fend even do this the work. the tigers. It's, it's mm. acres and acres and acres. It's thousands and thousands and thousands of acres. It's big. Hundreds of thousands of acres Ginormous. of Finland. Big. It's, it's Huge. Really, you have to admire the ambition. 
Do you? I, well, you have to think they're megalomaniacs. But... Yeah. Mm. Ooh, this tastes bitter after the last drink. Ooh, so bitter. Is there not enough fizz in it? We could get more, but... No, I think the fizz there. isn't the issue. Mm. I think that the, the green and yellow is the issue. Green Stop blaming yellow. yellow. <laughs> green and yellow. Make my bed. I've got a pain in my head. And I want to lay down and die. Wow. <laughs> that was surreal. Where did that come from? <laughs> we all need the words. Um, manpower. I would say people power, but it, it, was, it was men. men. It was men. Um... There was obviously huge amounts of very hard back-breaking labour was required. So, who was going to do all this labour? The eel catchers, because they're out of a job. No, not the eel catchers. Well, unless they're scabs. Some of them are vigilantes, but what if some of them, like, you know, they're breaking the strike. Mm, I see, I see. Um, But no, a lot of it was carried out by... The Dutch engineers are there, but they're not doing the... Oh, they're not the labour. They're not doing the hard work. It's prisoners of war. Just remember back. I told you to remember. You did say remember. But then green and yellow happened. (laughs) Yeah, now no one can remember anything anymore. (laughs) So a lot of of it was prisoners of war from the Irish campaigns who'd been brought over, but also from Scotland. (gasps) No. There was also some royalists up in Scotland hiding out who had joined with, with Scottish factions. And Scotland don't seem like it doesn't seem to have been such a big thing on their history, and they're not so bitter. But I tell that to Nicola Sturgeon. But yeah, but, but you know what I mean. But, but Ireland's talk about Cromwell all the time, whereas Scotland he did just as many bad things, and but we don't know about it. Everyone thinks mm. about Ireland. I don't know enough about it to comment either way. Me neither. I've got I here a thing that says the Battle of Dunbar in 1650 mm. was where a lot of the Scottish prisoners of war came from. Oh, imagine them having to come to the fens. Yeah, bleak. Well, Mind you, well, <laughs> Scotland's beautiful and rainy, but not There's bleak. a lot of midges, though. There's less sky, though. Because it's not as flat. God, look how, think how flat it must be if you're Scottish. Yeah. Oh. You use the landscapes and... You'd get the fear from all that sky. Too much sky. You'd demand a mountain. You'd just lie on the ground and cry for a while. Oh, but it's so boggy. If you had underfloor heating, you should... Great! <laughs> Great news! You were warm. <laughs> it would dry your tears. Um, now I move on to my handwritten notes, because I, I printed out some of my notes. I know. The prisoners were very badly looked after. They were working really hard. All this business. Um, and now we do, at last, the black sheet. The black sheet! Woo. Woohoo! The black sheet story! It's here. It's local. It's murderous. And... Is it a goth's bedding? (laughs) (laughs) Not that we know of. I kind of, Katie's going to actually, I think, tell us the punchline to the story. The punchline? Like the the payoff. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Let's see. I'm just wondering if I should bring up the, the last drink. I know we've still got some of this drink left. This one's quite a fast mover compared to yellow. <laughs> yellow t- took its time. <laughs> I, I apologise for yellow. I'll just, let's look. Chris, Katie have drunk an all yellow. Yeah. I've got I about, it's brilliant, I've got one it. inch left. Jay's got about time. an inch and a half yet I left. feel like I could shot it, but. You would shot that whole thing? No, not the whole thing, a shot of it. Well, then why don't you shot that last bit? 
Because I've already drunk a beaker of it. <laughs> There's only so much room. Joe, you have to think. What would Cromwell do? Well, he wouldn't drink it. Okay, what you have. What would Charles the First do? Charles the Second would just bathe it. He'd smear it on his body. <laughs> He'd dip his willy in it and say, "Woo!" <laughs> Jay McFeely, I'm shocked and surprised. He would, he would do that, and then he'd make a prostitute drink it. <laughs> Not the the leftovers. She'd drink them. I'm sorry. Oh God. I feel like green and yellow were crazy juice. First we thought green was crazy juice, and now yellow is turned to crazy crazy juice. You haven't even drunk all of it. Oh God. What's gonna happen to Texas? <laughs> Oh, take sausage, no. <laughs> He's got to look at members of a very world-famous orchestra. Please don't say which name. I feel like it won't help take sausage if they know. Don't let them know. <laughs> don't tell them about Charles I. It'll only put them off or their, their the game. Or Charles II. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to bring up drink number three. Or is it drink number five? Because yes. some people have gone crazy with their drinks. Joe got two last time. That's true. So you'll just every time now, each drink well, is going to be more more drinks. No, well, there can't be that many more containers in the. Yeah, but I feel like now these paddles are introduced. We're going to have to use them every time. Paddles, paddles, paddles. That's how you get around the fence. Paddles, paddles. <laughs> I like the idea that you would be paddling and these paddles have holes in. Obviously, they would be very useless for paddling. But a little face of an eel would just pop up. Hello! (laughs) And it would do you that poem. Oh, Oh, hang on. Three eels would pop up, each doing a verse in the different voices I did just then. (laughs) What do you think? Wise owl. Wise owl. Cockney geezer. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like the middle voice was more like Christopher Lee. (laughs) So it would be like, Chris is like, no, how dare you? Not Christopher Lee. (laughs) We're now on to the last and most important part of our story, perhaps. Why we're here. It's why we're here, for God's sake. It's why everything's black. It's why all the drinks are black. It's why... Except the ones that are green and yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Except those colourful ones. Um, Can I just say how weird it was that we all sang that song? It was really weird. (laughs) And why do we know that song? What is the song? It's the one about... He's gonna make he eats his some fish. bed and he's got a pain in his head and he won't lay down. I would say that actually it's the fault of Katie's sister. Who yes, when I she was taught younger, us that song. Yeah. Used to sing that song. She used to sing it all the time. It's about a, sm- a man and he catches a fish and then, then he shouldn't eat it. He eats it. Oh, because it's green and yellow. Dies. Oh. It's an odd song, isn't yeah. it? I know it as well, but I Do know you? it differently. My dad used to sing it when we were kids. What so did he sing? Green and yellow. Yeah. yeah. Green and yellow. Mother be quick, because I want to be sick and lay me down to die. Oh, oh that sounds ours jolly. Ours is make my bed, I've got a pain in my head. And, and I, I want to lay, lay down, down and, and die. die. <laughs> Next time, what are the origins of but, the mysterious but, song? I don't think it's about eating a fish. Isn't it about eating an eel? What? Oh. I'm sure it is. It's about catching eels and eating eels. No. What does your dad what know of eels? He's a cockney. Song. Chris's what dad's a cockney. Today, my beloved <laughs> one. Eels, my mother. <laughs> it's true, Chris, that's right. I'd forgotten that. Eels, my mother. This eels, is, my mother. This is, we sang it, we didn't even know. No. Oh, dear. 
Katie's inadvertently made also, can, many can, can, eel can, can juice drinks. Maybe. Sorry about that. <laughs> edit out the singing. Edit it right out. Maybe the band of adventurers were eel men. Set up that song to make everyone think that eels made you sick. Yes. <gasps> Fake news. Fake Propaganda news. against eels. Yes. Fake news. What? Eels then, were made the scapegoat of the fence. And then everyone was like, drain those. Drain those fuckers. Because mm. otherwise we're going to have green and yellow sick, sick. and die. And die. Oh my God. Oh, we were so on, on point. We, we were. We didn't even realise. We'll get Becky here next time. She can sing the song, the original form. <laughs> and Rosals will sing too. <laughs> she will. By then she'll sing. She's only one and a half, but she'll know the song. <laughs> Well, I mean, the story of the black sheet is is short compared to all this preamble. (laughs) But what you need to know is some Irish prisoners of war were working on the New Bedford level, which was this area of the reclamation project. One's name, according to Enid Porter, was Johnny O'Hara. I mean, he sounds proper Irish. He sounds Irish. You you place Rob Carney at fullback with him any day. Rugby, rugby chat. Sorry. I I'm, don't apologise, but I, I don't Josh. get it. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant he sounded like he had a place on the team. You know, he yeah. sounds like he... Um, team player. Yeah. And Enid Porter says there was one other man, but another thing I found about Norfolk histories said there were two other men. But Hang no on. one... Why is it Norfolk if it's Bedford? No, the new Bedford flats are named after the Earl of Bed. This oh, Earl of they're not in Bedford. Bedford. No, 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 no. So they're, they're, this whole huge area was called the New Bedford Flats. The Earl of um, Bedford again. It's like yeah. the Earl of Sandwich. I'm not being sponsored. He doesn't get an area called well, up. He gets sandwiches. And yeah, that's arguably better. Sandwich Islands, or is that another sandwich? Sandwich Islands. <laughs> they're a place. Is it in SpongeBob SquarePants? No, <laughs> it's reality. It's in the Southern Hemisphere. Reality Island. <laughs> uh, I th- actually think that might be true. I've heard uh, of that. Named after him? No, well, that's what I'm saying. Are they named after him? Like, are they like? Would you rather have a county or sandwiches? Sandwiches are brilliant. I'd like a sandwich. Yeah, they're bigger, aren't they? They're in. <laughs> they're you know, in terms of their impact on the world, they're bigger. They're worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Burgers, Subway, hot dogs, they're basically all sandwiches. They don't have the sandwich name, though. No, true. What about an open sandwich? If I was the Earl of Sandwich and I discovered about open sandwiches, ooh, I'd be angry. I haven't got the teeth for it. I'd throw it on the floor. What the fuck is this, I'd say? Stamp on it. Stamp on it. You can't eat that while drinking with one hand and gambling with the other. That's what he'd say. Well... How can you eat anything when you're drinking well, with one hand and gambling with another? There aren't enough hands. Unless you're sl- like, slurping up got... soup through a straw. It's like I've only got a second to put in your my drink and eat my sandwich before the next gambling move. So therefore, you ah, you have to be quick. Two bits ah, with me in the middle. Just shove it in. Shove it in. Um. So no. So it's not. It's okay. not in Bedfordshire. It's in Norfolk. Well, yeah. It's around there. They've been working there. It's a huge area. It's parts of current day Cambridgeshire, Norfolk, Suffolk, Lincolnshire, Northamptonshire. Oh, wow. Massive, massive, massive. cutting Yeah. So they, um, Johnny O'Hara plus one or two others, according to which source you believe. The sources this week, I don't, they're not great. It's mainly the internet. Enid Porter has helped, but she does not give her sources. Mm. Mm. So that's unhelpful. They go on the run. To try and escape their back-breaking labourers, um, dike builders and all that business. And horrific, just because you've been captured. Yeah, the what the fuck do they want to be doing here in the fens? They don't want to be in the fens. Ugh, they terrible. They want to be back home with a good 
tune and a pint of Guinness. Yeah. Um, they come across a public house called the Ship Inn. The Ship Inn was only built a few years before. It was built in 1645. So it's new and shiny? Very new. Mm. Uh, it's built at the point um, where the Little Ooze and the Great Ooze meet. Those are rivers. Little Ooze and Great Ooze. An Oozy joining. Uh, yes, go. an Oozy joining. <laughs> Uh, and that point where they meet is called Brandon Creek, and that's near where Littleport is, which is it's kind of between God, Cambridge and Ely. Brandon. You hate Brandon. The place. What's wrong with it? Have you been there? It's horrible. No. <laughs> oh dear God, don't go. What's wrong with it? Uh, everything that's wrong with the fence, but maybe we'll just <laughs> pass over that if we're not... Um, a murderous history. <laughs> we are trying fence. to be a bit more positive. Yeah, no, we are trying to. I remember that when I couldn't think of a reason um, why I hated Brandon. <laughs> They come to this new this new pub, the Ship Inn. Um, they've been on the run for several days. They're really Enid Porter says they are desperate and starving. Yeah, but does that excuse what they did next? Oh God, I don't know what they did. Well, yeah, I do know. Sorry, but yeah, doesn't end well. The landlords and landlady um, of this newly established place were Dutch. They'd come over to oh, come over with this big land reclamation project. Liquid Hollandaise. <laughs> they love liquid Hollandaise. It's all they serve in the ship in. Uh, Johnny O'Hara <laughs> takes offence. <laughs> oh, God. Um, no, it's not funny because uh, they get killed. The what? Dutch... Well, I know because I haven't built up to it because you've made a joke and then it's hard now <laughs> to make it serious. But the the escaped prisoners kill the lovely Dutch landlord and landlady. Why are they really hungry? They're so hungry, what? Enid so Porter says. So they can eat them? No. No, they don't eat them. They get supplies from their pub. Why don't they just tie them up and put them That's in a cupboard? That's what I thought. I thought mm. tie them up, put them in a cupboard. Cellar. Pubs have cellars. Yeah. It's exactly the place for So cellar. what, they just came in and killed them? I don't feel like you've told me this story. That well, because nobody will tell the me the story. Uh, the I can't find any more details. They come in, run amok. Kill them. Yeah. Kill them. I mean, maybe an argument happens. Maybe it's not as bad as we think. I mean, Johnny mm. O'Hara sounds like a nice chap. Mm. I, does he? Yes. He's desperate. He's de- That's what Enid Porter says, desperate. They're desperate. Mm. Like, you just imagine it. Conor Murray passes to Probably, look, probably Cromwell's killed some of your family. You've been forced mm. over to live in the fens and do this shit work that you don't want to do. The fucking fen tigers... Every day you do some work yeah, and then the next day you come back in and they've like fucked your work up. The Dutch are telling you what to do. Oh no. You know. And I'm, you're really hungry. I'm just. And you're like, why is the sky so big? It's because too they big. Don't know how to catch eels. No. And anyway, even if they did know, they've destroyed the eels' habitat. Yeah. The eels are gone. Through their very work. It's very bad. I'm going to pour us a new drink. Oh no. No one's be scared. <laughs> I've seen it and I feel The drink scared. is as black as coal. Oh, heck. Black drink number three. The black sheet number three. We have it in these little colourful glasses. That is beautiful. I bought these in Brighton, Katie. Do you remember? I remember from um, Sneaper's Paradise. Yeah. The best, oh, the best the shop in Brighton. I went there the other day. I remember, I remember. The colours of the glasses are orange, green, purple, blue. Which one do you want? Uh, blue. Okay. The I haven't. But poured... tell us about the drink. Ah, well, all I can tell it you is a bit terrifying. It's from Finland, so yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with the story in that way. Thank you. It's a. It's just black, as black as oh, night. Oh, I see. Thank you, Chris. I see now. I've given it a smell. You what, see what, what it is? is it? It smells of fennel. Oh my god! It's aniseed to like 
a hundred times. Yeah. Uh, but it is, in fact, salty licorice. Bin. Mm. Bin says, wow, salty licorice. Shall we try it? Yeah. I'm still drinking... The only, oh, I'm afraid, Katie themed the best of all. My theme is just that the drink is black and the story is called The Black Sheet. Ah, uh, yeah, but then I found the story and then gave up with just doing anything else, so all I could do is bring drinks. It's tasty. It's nicer than all those bukas and things, Sambuka. Where's it from? Finland. Oh, my gosh. It's strong. Yeah. But? It's so thick, it's like pudding. Why is it so thick? Tell us, tell us, Joe, your Joe, thoughts. what's your face doing? It's really thick. <laughs> <laughs> How is the liquid so thick? Why is it so... It's like... Ask, ask the uh, peat bogs of the fence. <laughs> this is like the peat bogs. It's like, I feel like I'm wading through treacle trolley. We're drinking the bogs. I feel like it's what a dolphin covered in <laughs> Because it makes the dolphin really slick and smooth. This is how they're so clean, the dolphins. Nothing can stick to them. Dolphin skin. Oh, in liquid form. Licorice dolphin. But that wouldn't be black unless it was a killer whale. Orca. Because an orca is actually not a whale. It is closer to the dolphin. Nature. Nature GCSE. (laughs) (laughs) So, the Johnny O'Hara plus associate one and possibly two take all the money and food they can find at the ship in. Go on the run. Where is the ship in? I've told you it's at Brandon Brandon Creek. Creek. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's on the border of Norfolk and Cambridgeshire. Okay, and then we'll go there one day soon. It's yeah. near Littleport. On the website, it says they've got pies and pint. It does. The, so, ah, yes, we didn't mention the ship in is still going. It's still going. Yeah. So you can go to the ship in where these murders happened, and they seem to prize themselves on their pies. Road trip. Road trip Do to Brandon Creek. That sordid history. No, no, and they have no. They don't. Either, so. We can't stay there. Can't stay there. But no, they don't. They don't talk about it on their website or anything. But we should c- confront them. You don't like the liquid drink. <laughs> Everyone's making weird faces. It's God, powerful. You about the yellow and you're I quite like this. this one. It's powerful. It's really powerful. Oh, it's powerful. <laughs> now they are on the run, but they get caught. Why and now we just stay at the pub. Well, because someone would have caught them. Okay, because they've got dead bodies and then someone would come yeah. in for a pint and they go, hang on, you're not um, flowing. So Money now flowing. they're accused, not just of escaping, but murder. Well, it sounds Double like count. they did it. So this is where an unusual and interesting thing comes that it's hard to verify. But this is what piqued Katie's interest about the story in the first place. They're captured. They are accused and found guilty of murder. They're taken back to Brandon Creek, where the murder took place. And Enid Porter writes, Punishment in those days was both swift and bizarre. Oh. If you killed somebody from another country, you were killed in the manner of that country. Oh. I mean, that is excellent. Like, like, I'm, I'm like <laughs> you kill a Frenchman, and therefore you all can can to death. Like, I, don't, like, <laughs> I, don't. I think there's got to be a lot of fun stuff you could do with this. Ah. <laughs> You've killed a Spaniard. Ah, this is the bull for you. I mean, I don't know, but I the bull, like, the brazen bull. Well, I feel like there's a lot in that, but I like. So, if you killed a, a British man, yeah. maybe a smothering with a Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and I really like this idea, and it's really interesting, but I couldn't find any no, like, anything like to wrap this. this up. 
but Enid Porter says that they were killed um, because they'd killed some Dutch people. Yeah, they what? were to be executed in the Dutch manner, which tulips <laughs> <laughs> smothered with tulips, clogs, clogs. No, not clogs. Beaten with a clog. That would kill you eventually. I smoke so much weed that you die. <laughs> In a horrible way on the floor powerful, of a British hostel. Powerful weed. Waffles just shoved into your mouth. <laughs> no. Um, no. What? So the Dutch manor described by Enid Porter is very unpleasant, actually. Oh, no. Um, they were brought back to Brandon Creek. They were uh, attached from a beam via nooses around their neck. They were then uh, placed during high tide in a barge, which was floating on the river. Uh, the beam was placed across the river, so the beam spanned each bank of the river. And as the tide went out, the barge dropped lower and lower and lower, which meant that their the barge dropped eventually oh from below their feet, so, and they were slowly hung from the beam. That's horrible. I know. Really grim. They utilised the tide. Awful. Um, and another thing that I read uh, said that, which again, I couldn't find very much more information about, that um, there were also stories from Brandon Creek of soldiers being buried at low tide into the riverbed um, and then buried up to their necks. Mm. And then when the river came in at high tide, they would be drowned. All this tidal, really tidal usage. That was so horrible watching that water come down. Oh, my God. Hideous. Awful. Um, but like I say, I can't find any much verification of this. I'm sure that this happened. Am I sure? I'm not sure. But I don't know about this business of the Dutch manor. Mm. No. Because then I looked up uh, Dutch executions in the 17th century. There were some hangings, but they were like run of the mill. Yeah. Mm. There were, for treason, there were a few beheadings. And also the, the, a couple of women were burned as witches. Mm. But there well, was nothing about this. Sandra, they're burning everyone. Well, that's true. There was nothing about this tidal business. So I don't know. But that's wow. why Katie and I have been looking up executions across Europe. Yes, I'm not a mentalist. That's where it came from. What did you find, though? I found that it was all quite standard, the hangings and the burnings. And yeah. I mean, stuff like the Catherine Wheel thing being invented in France, but then being used in Britain and stuff. Um, I didn't, yeah. But I also found it quite hard to find... Uh, definitive list of how people have died in different countries as it were yeah i thought that would be easy to find mm. but it's difficult but especially Maybe because... that's the gap in the market well i think it's a book about it but, but well i think that a lot of stuff isn't documented because a lot of things don't take place inside the legal system but also with britain you can find out the fact that you know men were beheaded and women were burnt at the stake in mm. the 1600s and you can see a lot of stuff about that but but for maybe if we were in other countries, it'd be easier for us to find yeah. out in our their own languages. Well, maybe. I mean, that's short. Basically, that's the story. But, but what about the black sheet? Yeah, we haven't even anything about black sheet? mentioned the black sheet. Katie, haunting, haunting. Well, two things. But Katie will tell us. Ruth can correct me. So after that, uh, there were haunting allegations. Or suggestions, <laughs> but also um, the black sheet became a symbol for uh, Johnny O'Hara's um, traveller family. Who were from Southern Ireland, uh-huh. but then also were in... Because you know we have various travelling families in East Anglia. Mm. Yeah. And they adopted the black sheet as their symbol after that, and so they would have a black 
you know, black shape on a white background as their symbol, uh, but they would also have a black sheet from the back of their um, caravans, and they would also put a black sheet on the hedge when they travelled through the area near Brandon mm. Creek. But and why I think a black sheet. But I think the image was like a black sheet with a white noose on it. Oh yes, oh. Right. and then the black sheet became adopted as this kind of a memorial symbol mm. of the brutal death of Johnny O'Hara. And when they passed through the area, they would the black sheet mm-hmm. in memory yes i forgot the white noose i said white background but white noose is important and what's the haunting just that people have said they think the area is haunted it's not a very good one um, <laughs> <laughs> but who's haunting it the dutch or the, or yeah. the i think i thought it was johnny, johnny o'hara uh, but also the other thing that i thought was uh, the lingering thing it said that the big uh, beam the big thing oh yes the beam off. you go ruthie the beam they flung the beam that was used to st- to hang them, they flung it into the River Ouse, hmm. great or little, I'm not sure which. But then boats kept like smashing against it. So eventually they dug it out of the river. And then when they did an extension, a rebuilding on the ship in, they used the beam <gasps> in, right. in the new yeah. building of the pub. That's so cool. We've got to go see it. We need a trip. We need a trip need to the a pub. Trip to Brandon. Brandon Creek. Not Brandon. We're never going to But it must be near Brandon. Brandon. I don't think it is. Okay. (laughs) Um, So what I'll say is the story of the black sheet ultimately is a little bit of an anticlimax. No, it's a good story. It just is a story we don't have a lot of in We have no. But I would like to know more about Johnny O'Hara and I would like, you know, Mm. the fact that his family came over from Ireland and displayed a symbol for him for years after. I'd like to know more about executions in the manner of the country. Mm. I mean, that, that as a concept is excellent. Is it, though? Because well, a lot of them are bad. Yeah, but it's still... Grim, but interesting. But I think that's the end of the story of the Black Sheet. Um, I feel like we came to quite a swift end. I know, now. it's a swift end. I'll just leave you with one thing. Yeah. Well, we'll see. One, I was reading about the Fens and the reclamation of the land and all that business, and I was reading about... Because some areas in um, East Anglia now have kind of been reclaimed again mm. as Fenland. Reclamation is. I know it's a shit word, but some bits have been makes more sense reclaimed time, back though. to the fence, yeah. so like Wiccan Fen. Yeah, Wiccan um Fen. a lot of, there's a lot of the nature reserves up in the in Norfolk that yeah. we've been to um where they're actually trying to to get the land back to how it was, rewild mm. it. Um and they are now some of the most kind of ecologically diverse places in the UK. But something I was reading was saying that the draining of the fens was the biggest ecological disaster to happen in the UK. Wow. Because it wiped out And with an this industrial whole, revolution, that's quite a big thing to say. Yeah, yeah this whole ecosystem. huge ecosystem um, and basically standardised the area to be in line with a lot of other places in the UK. Maybe the fens are coming back. Well, they will be if the sea levels are rising. They are. They are. I don't have an end, so again, we never plan an end. <laughs> um, let's all think about what Oliver Cromwell said. Uh, bros before say? hose? No, he said keep your powder dry. Bros before hose. Well, that means be, be ready. <laughs> it's innuendo. Always be, be ready. ready. Because he's saying always be ready because you never know when the sea is going to rise again or when the zombies are coming or, <laughs> you know, as my chemical romance say, keep your gun close and your mask on. It's basically the same thing. God. But also remember, it will end. <laughs> <laughs> Everything will end. So that's Joe's message. Oliver Cromwell says, be ready. And Joe says, it's going to Everything will end. <laughs> All right, one last cheers. 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 Cheers.
Cheers. I was just saying thank you. Thank you, Katie, Joe, Oliver Cromwell, Johnny O'Hara, Earl of Bedford, Tech Sausage. The Dutch. Okay, great. The Dutch. Bim. The Scots. Jesus. Scots. All right. 